bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Erica. Erica, hello. Hi. It's real spicy in Ottawa this week. <laughs> Ottawa. Yeah. 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 Um, it is blazing hot here. I think yesterday it was 32 degrees or something like that. It got up mm-hmm. to. Uh, before that, it was 29. Uh, my guess is that it's hot outside. I don't know. I haven't left my house <laughs> on this Friday, the 13th, and the air conditioning's been on all night. So, oh, um, yeah, I don't play. Wow. No no, 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 no. I'm getting my sleep. Okay. I haven't you, turned my air conditioning on yet. But you know what the thing is? You know what I didn't want? I didn't want some asshole doing like repairs next door. Mm. And- and and hammering at like 7 30 in the morning and waking me up mm-hmm. that oh my god that puts me in a bad mood all day so this week we are going to be going through the ontario liberal platform so make sure that you are subscribed at badandbitchy.com to make sure that you get access to the full episode we are really going to be unpacking the platform and then next week it'll be the ndp platform and then maybe at some point the PC platform, but one, they haven't released it. And two, we went through their budget, which I assume is largely what is, would be in the platform anyway. It seems to be the things that Doug Ford is campaigning on, you know, the highway widening and that sort of thing. So I guess we'll, we'll see. Um, but a little bit of housekeeping. Erica wrote about the liberals, centrists, and moderates playing hall monitor, tone policing, at the rollback of bodily autonomy in regards to protests related to the striking down of Roe v. Wade. And then I had a piece come out in the Monitor, which is the publication for the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. And I just launched a Web3 newsletter, which is going to be kind of unpacking Web3 issues for Canadians. So policies and unpacking what that would mean. And if you've been read any of my stuff, seen any of my tweets, and maybe even listened to some of what I've been saying on here, I'm generally a skeptic of Web3. So I think I'm coming at it more from an objective standpoint and asking questions and then interrogating things from a less evangelist standpoint. (laughs) (laughs) But even if you don't know what Web3 is, I'm going to be putting some primers being like, what the fuck is a cryptocurrency or, a, you know, a, uh, a blockchain, that type of thing. And of course, consider gifting a subscription to the podcast to someone in need. There is the option to do that at badandbitchy.com slash subscribe. And there are people have been reaching out asking how they can do that and just, you know, find someone online. If you tweet at us and say, hey, I'm looking to gift a subscription, we can always retweet that and like connect you with someone. Exactly. All right, Erica. So this week in feminism, like I said, we are unpacking the Ontario liberal platform. And as we've said a number of times, both on this podcast and in our Twitter spaces, this election is an important one for the future of Ontario's public services. 
So we need to pay attention to which parties will fund public services and the workers who supported Ontario during the pandemic and those that don't. So massive inequities were revealed during the pandemic. The differences in risks, exposure, treatments, and access were heavily correlated with the social determinants of health. So definitely look, keep an eye out for which parties address these inequities and how. So two years after George Floyd, Black people are still on the back of the bus in terms of policy priorities. And while there have been many prom promises and performances, listening and learning, learning and growing, <laughs> not, not a ton has changed. So again, keep an eye out for what parties have platforms with strategies for economic advancement of Black people and who will address anti-Black racism along with anti-Asian hate, anti-indigeneity, and anti-Blackness, basically anti-everyone who is not a white, heterosexual, cisgendered male, they're all experiencing hate. So definitely keep your eye out for those groups. You know, economic inequities and policies that promote neoliberal economic policies of austerity and or trickle-down economic policies have contributed to these growing wealth and inequities that we keep seeing in our society and as we've talked about on this podcast their literal literal studies have shown that trickle down economics don't doesn't work and so again those are other things to keep your eye out when you're looking for candidates in your riding on who to support and i think that it's important to emphasize that there there is a balance between voting for a broader party, but also looking to see what a local candidate can provide you and your riding in your community. Yeah, it's a balance. Exactly. And so for the Ontario Liberals, we're going to start with affordability. And so they've got five bullets under this broader umbrella, which is one, removing the HST on meals under $20. Two, increasing the minimum wage to $16 an hour. Three, save parents $10,000 a year per child through $10 a day daycare. Four, bring back rent control and provide renters with a path to ownership. And five, protect people from unfair charges and bills. So I think $10 a day daycare is very obvious. We know that that's already a done deal. So it's not clear to me why it's included here. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that either i do i do think they are trying to expand the like the network of daycares to like expand capacity and that is a provincial matter i would assume but i mean it's not like a platform to run on then just say expand capacity <laughs> like yeah, you know I, yeah i don't i don't know it um, doesn't make sense to me actually it seems to me like they're going to ride this daycare thing until like even when it's on fumes. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, which, you know, that's not to minimize the need for daycare. OK, like you'd never hear any either of us on that pod no. on this pod, even remotely coming to that. But, you know, I mean, I think it's time to kind of get down to the nitty gritty and stop mm -hmm. like marketing ten dollar daycare and basically tell us 
yeah, how you're going to, as they say, provide flexible and inclusive childcare options. Yeah, then- I think I think it really needs to say expand the already agreed upon right ten dollar by adding X amount of spaces over right X period of time. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, it could be a combination of that. It could be a combination of, you know, I see they have um, the care credit for families choosing caregivers outside of licensed child care mm-hmm. will bolster will bolster the care tax credit by 50 percent to an average of two thousand dollars provided in regular advance payment and will work to ensure parents have flexible, inclusive care options, including licensed home care, First Nations-led child care, and child care for diverse families and for kids with special needs. To me, that should be at the set, like at the forefront mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. they said, instead of, oh, well, $10 a day child care. Yeah. You know, I, I just think that the conversation needs to move on. Uh, 100%, 100 like it's the lowest of hanging fruit because it's already a done deal. Right. To me, it just feels like in that bullet, it just feels like virtue signaling. And I think to them, I, my guess is that they think the $10,000 per year is really the like key thing that people are going to hang on to. So Erica, that does it for our rundown of the Ontario liberal platform for this election. Yay. I, th- I feel like you were generally underwhelmed, but there were a couple of things that you were happy to see. Well, I'm underwhelmed in general by the liber- liberals approach to the police, which is basically hire more like racialized officers and yes. you know things will get better. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works, which just shows a fundamental misunderstanding of the police structure and its impact on our communities. And I'm just like two years after George Floyd and you still don't get that with what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like all my shit is going to be where two years after George Floyd and that's it. Mm-hmm. I because mean, you're George not Floyd, that two year anniversary is coming up on the 29th. I want to say. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Just days before we go to the polls. Right. <laughs> So if you want to make sure you catch up on all of our back episodes, including one, our interview with Michelle Rempel and two, all of our Ontario election content, head over to badandbitchy.com to become a paid subscriber and you'll get access immediately. Honestly, I think that really does it, Erica. Yep. I'm going to go enjoy the sun. Yay. Me too. I might have beer. And I won't be here next episode because I'll be in Portugal. So Erica, I will catch you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.